song not from the song from the movie how to train your dragon in case you didn't know but you should know because one of the best movie instrumental tracks of all time can i say that is it would you say that bren why why did we do it why did we do it we did it for two reasons travis oh yeah one because it's the triumphant return of du bois welcome back is probably what you're saying to us, because you haven't seen us in several hot minutes. Uh, we've been we probably on should have a- saying the boys are back in town. We still can. The boys are back in town. <laughs> boys, that's down. all I know. <laughs> the boys. Boys are back in town. That's actually all I know about that. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't think I know it. Guess who just got back today? of all the ways for this pod to start this this was one of them but not what i expected at all the second reason other than our triumphant return is this is our 100th episode of jonesing for sports Did did any did it ever cross your mind like that we're kind of like the iCarly's fiftieth webisode spectacular? <laughs> this, or was that just me? It's still going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you guys watch that at all? Or was no. that just me? That did was, you watch it? Oh yeah, I watched iCarly back in the day. But you watched the new thing that just came out? No, 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 no. That I haven't watched any of that. I've heard so it's trash. It. I've yeah. heard it's trash. No, back in the day, they they had the iCarly's fiftieth. Webisode spectacular, <laughs> yep. And they all get detention because one of them, I think, it was probably Sam, uh, got detention, and they're like, "We can't do the episode," so that they do it from detention. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't watch that at all. I guess that was just uh... did not. Yeah, but that's us. We're celebrating our 100th episode, and we are back from a get long... freaking wrecked, I Carly. <laughs> Double no. the longevity. Double iCarly, but we're still behind Sister Jean, who I believe is 103. So, Sister Jean, we're coming for you. (laughs) It's not even March. Why are we talking about Sister Jean? If, like, if there's a list, if there's, like, a list of old people (laughs) that, like... (laughs) That I don't care about. That's probably the the most polite way I could have put that. I didn't know how to end that. 
in like a PG way. <laughs> and honestly, it probably does go a lot farther than I just don't care about because I get physically upset when I see her on the TV <laughs> because it's like, I love Loyola, Chicago. I want to see him make a deep run. But every freaking time we got to talk about Sister Jean. We got to talk about how she's 103. We, hey, she's been around longer than Winnie the Pooh. Give her hey, some respect. Let Can it die. Talking about not Sister Jean. Not Sister Jean. I, I hope she <laughs> hope she lives. Let the story die. <laughs> Poor choice of words. <laughs> Unfortunately, Woo! the 100th episode was also their last. I'm going to pu- publish this so fast to get ahead of any headlines that might pop up. <laughs> oh, We're in the yeah. danger zone of... Yeah, move on! <laughs> move on! <laughs> oh, man. You were worried about like copyright break stricken and we for, are rusty. For a test flight. Get us taken off the air for uh, predicting deaths. <laughs> Not predicting. You just That's the no-talk zone when you get that old and celebrity headlines hit. So... Let's talk about what we're really here to talk about. Code? Football season is upon us. Boys and girls, it's the best time of the year. I say that at least like three times a year. I say it during bowl season. But it's all about football season. I say it during March Madness. But the best time of the year, we all know. It's the beginning of football season. Mm. Such a Mm. good time of year. It's kind of that beautiful meeting point of summer and fall, which are the two best seasons. And my just favorite time of year. You got college football. You got NFL. Fantasy football comes back into our lives. I'm really pumped about that. I got some drafts coming up. But then we also have some Big Ten football teams that we got to give some previews for. We got to talk about Michigan. What's our expectations for them in terms of win-losses? Same thing with Michigan State. And also our beloved Lions. Probably, I mean, we say it every year. There's some hype building in Detroit. Is it real? (laughs) Or is it the same thing we've said every single year? I'm probably not the right person to ask, but we're going to talk about it anyways. And you're here mm-hmm. listening, so you probably care at least a little bit. Or you're just kind enough to indulge us by listening to the pod. But regardless... Or you're a huge Sister Jean fan, and you just you typed in, you saw it in the search from the... Uh, what's it called? The uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's like SEO. not CSO... SEO, yeah, search engine optimization. It oh, Sister Jean, Sister Jean content on this football. Haven't been getting enough of my Sister Jean fix. Good. March and then is they over. Hear us talk ago. <laughs> <laughs> no report. Zero stars. <laughs> oh, I would take a zero star rating. I think that based be, off that, that would be, be entertaining as heck. Are you kidding me? If I saw that, <laughs> a zero like... star review from someone who's just the biggest Sister Jean fan. Or from Sister Jean. If it was from Sister Jean, I'd be a believer overnight. I would want everything. In Catholicism? No, just uh, in Sister Jean. I'd be like, she's my new favorite old person. Like, we're talking like ancient, cryptically old. Yeah, Sister Jean, (laughs) back to you. Hit us up and you'll be our favorite old person. (laughs) Cryptically old? (laughs) Like, you look at him and like, how are you still breathing? You know, okay. it's it's a mystery. It's and it's a, a double word play. It's a mystery, and they look like it's they cryptic. Crypt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thought that went without saying, but whatever. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Transitions. Transitions. Uh, what do you want to talk about, boys? Just get right into our uh, our Michigan preview. Sound good to y'all? 
I think so. Let's start uh, with probably the thing we're most excited about in the world right now, Michigan football. Yeah. Good with that, Brent? So good. <laughs> yeah, after that intro, our listeners deserve to get right into the meat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Michigan football. I mean, to be fair, we've had longer intros. Yeah. We haven't true. made any mention of Pokemon yet. Um, uh, that's It's not too late. <laughs> All right, there's plenty of other weeds we could have divin into. We could have dived into, so you're welcome. We opened with singing How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, righty. <laughs> Michigan football code, lead us down that path. Yeah, so, you know, if you go back just a few years, let's say like 2020, Michigan football comes off the, the worst season in recent memory. Jim Harbaugh's seat is red hot, and everybody's thinking, what's the future of this program? Two years later, Michigan is back-to-back Big Ten champs and looking like they have the possibility to go on a three-peat. Uh, you know, just just look at us. Who would have thought? Mm. That's an exciting time to be a Michigan Wolverine. So, like, you know, pat ourselves on the back for the hard work we put in, um, but also just enjoy it. Appreciate it. We are in special grounds here. But, man, what do you guys think are the chances of us pulling off the three-peat and maybe even merge that just with that next point of what are our biggest risks to uh, to jeopardizing that those chances of getting the three-peat, repeating as Big Ten champs? Well, as Brandon and Tool Time Thomas said in the last Football Frenemies episode, uh, a good episode, by the way, Brand. I enjoyed that one. You guys Thank said, you. talking about Georgia. And it's- shout out to uh, Football Frenemies also just for keeping things going and delivering some great content during uh, a drier period of, you know, the sports world when we weren't meeting regularly. You guys were putting out some great stuff. Brandon, or I think Brandon said, they said it on the pod, it is so hard to three-peat. We mm-hmm. used to say it in high school basketball when we'd have to meet a team three times in a season. And it usually was in the case of they beat us twice. Like, it's really hard to beat a team three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really hard to three-peat. And uh, that's one of the things that makes me scared. Um, that it is tough, and they do have the target on their back. Every game, it's going to be a target on Michigan's back. And even last year, when the team was elite, we saw that they squeaked out a few games. So there's parts of me where you look at this and you go, you see people saying, Michigan has no weaknesses. This team is strong. And I go, I agree, but that also makes me scared. Because I like having that, that little bit of a chip. And Michigan's had that chip for the last few years. Even last year, when they were reigning Big Ten champs, there was still that chip. They'd only beat Ohio State once. <clears throat> we beat Ohio State twice now. Uh, there's there's some fear in me just because the hopes are so high. Now, that doesn't mean the hopes aren't high. The hopes are really high, and I have a lot of belief that this team could be awesome. But that's kind of where my fear starts from. I got two thoughts to that, kind of conflicting. Um, So one is that you say that we don't really have any weaknesses. I would probably like our wide receiver room to be a little bit deeper, um, but also to have, you know, just one, not deep threat guy, but like end zone threat guy. That guy that like you're throwing a fade to, um, you know, 90% of the time, and there's just nothing the defense can do about it. Having that on your team, that's huge. And uh, that's something that we just don't have. And so 
really excited just to see this supposedly more balanced offense, see us go to the air a little bit, lean on the arm of JJ, but I would like to see him have a little bit more strength in the tools at his disposal. And that just sounds super spoiled because this Michigan team is loaded. But if you're going to point at one thing, I would say the wide receiver room. But the other thing that um, you mentioned, you like to see Michigan have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, have something to prove. At this point in the year, I am almost, actually not even close to almost. That is a just idiotic statement. I'm not thankful for the loss to TCU. It keeps me up at night some nights. But I think they still have a massive chip on their shoulders because mm-hmm. of that game. Worst this loss is a in team, CFP history. <clears throat> absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, well, I mean, <laughs> the Georgia TCU game wasn't great. But um, if TCU you're talking about... TCU made the championship. <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, you also look at the Ohio State-Georgia game. Um, talk about gut-wrenching as well. Uh, man, that's a, crazy, that's a crazy playoff. That's a crazy playoff when you think about it. But yes. they still have something to prove. You know, forever they were told, you can't beat Ohio State. You can't win the conference. They finally done that. But now everybody's saying, you are not on Georgia's level. You cannot win a playoff game, let alone a championship. Can and we- this team has a lot of returning talent. They are angry. They are they're pissed off. They want to get back to that level and show everybody what they're made of. So I don't think you have to worry about them losing that edge this year. That's a good point. And to load up on that edge for me myself personally, we were this close, so close to having the greatest New Year's Eve celebration ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, it would have been the greatest ever with Michigan winning and getting to the championship for us to watch the following but also, Ohio State losing at the stroke of midnight was a magical moment that we didn't get to like enjoy as much as we could have. No, like it definitely was a band aid. It helped me realize that there were good things that could happen still in the world. But it uh, it could have been just the greatest day ever. And that thanks for bringing that back up, Code. Yeah, because that helps fuel me that they do have stuff to keep playing for. And obviously they do. Harbaugh's good at motivating these guys for that. Um, but that's that's a little bit of my fear. And that's just like – go ahead, Bryn. I was going to say, we really couldn't enjoy that game as much as we should have. It was a fantastic game between Georgia and Ohio State. And instead of really enjoying it, Cody and I were on the swing set in the dark evaluating our life. And yeah. now Cody has lost some weight, and I've caught a <laughs> bunch of Pokemon. And uh, – I so lost that's, my job. <laughs> Thanks a lot, TCU. <laughs> Good for nothing, no toads. Oh, man. No, I, I actually have uh, a lot that I owe to TCU because I've been trying to actually be more disciplined in like when it comes to fitness for years. And then it took a massive heartbreak. <laughs> for me to finally get myself together. And I was like, I'm not going to allow anybody to hurt me like this again. I'm going to become invincible. You know how many times in almost every man's life where they went through something like that and went, this is it. Yeah. I'm turning a corner. I I legit did. (laughs) And we all had that conversation. And you legit did. Almost, probably it's like a less than 1% of people who say that do it. And you did it. What an inspiration. I mean, I uh, I wish you would have been out there 
with us I, out on the I kind of was. I called you yeah. a little bit later after I was done moping where I was at. So we've probably talked about it on here before. Trav and Bran were on the phone just like just Screaming. spewing spewing anger. You know, just <laughs> venting, getting it all out. You got to. I was, uh, <laughs> I was in the car waiting to go into a New Year's Eve party uh, it, talking to you guys. and You I, have to get that out. You can't yeah. carry that with you into a party. Nope. Um, I would have gone home because you, as you guys were talking, like I couldn't even chime into the conversation. No. <laughs> I was just like, if you've watched Oppenheimer or at least seen the memes, I was Oppenheimer after inventing the atomic bomb and just looking out like I am dead inside. I will never know happiness again. Like the world is over and there's no point in living. Um, that's kind of where I was at. And I told Brandon, like, I, I think I told you that night, like I'm, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. <laughs> yes, I, I remember it on the phone talking to you guys. We talked about it. It was like a glimmer of control. We could take back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, I let so much of my joy be predicated by how these college kids do on my TV. That's stupid. Like, I need to take control back of that somehow. Um, and, you know, just, yeah, I I still need to start putting on, like, actual muscle. It was like, step one was just lose weight. So, 2024, watch out. And if <laughs> Michigan loses in the playoffs again... <laughs> I'm going to jump into like, steroids. <laughs> I'm going to be winning like every CrossFit he competition. Won't need steroids if that happens. <laughs> no, I won't need steroids. There's going to like there's no way this guy's natty and it's like I am fueled by hatred and rage. <laughs> I'm not natty. Michigan lost. <laughs> <laughs> there is no natty. Uh oh. Sorry to derail wanna... us with that conversation. Uh to bring it all back you frame the question, how do you feel the chances are for Michigan to three-peat? And I would reframe it by saying to three-peat is the expectation with this team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's easily on paper, which is, you know. Scary. On paper. paper out. Yeah. yeah. But on paper, it's going to be Harbaugh's best team. Um, you're looking at a team that finally has a legit quarterback who has a legit defense who has a killer run game. And I think I think you guys are right to question the receivers, but I think there's going to be enough there that they can make it work. Uh, because, you know, Georgia, you look at Georgia, they actually haven't had amazing pass games uh, with, like, Stetson Bennett had a pretty good year last year, but they won in 2021, and Stetson Bennett had similar numbers to Cade McNamara. So, yes, that might be a weakness, but I'll tell you what, we might get into this in a little bit. There's a certain Michigan wide receiver that I might be in love with. And I I watched a very depressing video today. It was a compilation highlight in quotation marks. Highlights or lowlights of Michigan's passing game last year. Basically showing all the plays that should have worked but didn't. Where oh. J.J. would miss a pass or wide receiver would drop an open a deep ball. Um there was a lot of stuff that makes me go, holy cow, our wide receivers were so bad. There's one wide receiver that did not show up except for one time in all of the lowlights. Uh, I'll talk about him later because I love him like a son. He is my, my son. Um, I'll give you some hope in a little bit. 
But this team is going to be a wagon. And that's why, before this pod hit record, I'm pushing you guys to go to East Carolina because I've got to see them. These guys are machines. They are going to be a buzzsaw that other teams are going to get decapitated by. And I cannot wait to watch every single game this year. Uh, Just telling you how it is, I am as high on Michigan as I've ever been. And you guys know I'm the resident pessimist. I'm your Eeyore. I will tell you how bad teams are. This team is not bad, and they're going to kill people. And it's all, it's up to the coaches. You know what are they going to do? Are they going to let JJ cook? Because you got to cook in the the playoffs. Because he wasn't ready. He threw two picks, basically lost the game. So it's up to the coaches how they're going to run it. We'll see. Harbaugh's not even going to coach the first three games. So who knows? That said, I still have Harbaugh as my X factor to this whole thing, uh, because you mentioned Georgia. I think the biggest difference between Michigan and Georgia isn't just physicality, but it's just that Georgia is willing to bury opponents, whereas Mm -hmm. Michigan will wear them down. And, you know, last year it worked all the way up until the playoff. But there are year after year under Harbaugh's tenure, so many games against kind of middling Big Ten opponents that are way closer than they should be. And so that's kind of what I think scares me about this idea of a Michigan team going perfect in the regular season is maybe dropping a close game against a team they have no business being that close to. I mean, honestly, think Maryland just last year um, at the very beginning of the season. No business, like, almost losing that game. And so if Harbaugh will open up the book, let J.J. throw, keep his foot on the gas, and keep burning that play action – Use the play action. It works. There's a reason it's been around since forever. Um, You know, if we actually do that, then I think this 12 wins should be the expectation. And I want to ask you guys, if the line, I know it's 10.5, if the line was bumped up to 11.5 and you got to put $1,000 on it, are you taking the over or the under? Well, you have to. 11.5 to under. um, Because I think 11 and 1 is a very realistic... Mm -hmm end point but i i think 11 and 1 feels to me like the floor i can't see them losing to yeah. both penn state and ohio state i think they at least get one yep. of them mm-hmm. i i wouldn't know necessarily which one um but at the I, same yeah, time I, in the big 10 even that's the beautiful thing about college football i've been watching a lot of classic college football games lately i watched michigan versus florida i think it was outback bowl when they played against tim tebow um, you can have a great team that just loses sometimes. Uh, and that's the beauty of college football, that it just happens. But it's also one of the things that scares me about it. So with your 11.5, I think I would take the under just because of the uncertainty of college football. Sure. But one of the uncertainties that I would take that with as well is if we had Jake Moody this year, I think I might take the over on that 11.5 because that guarantees, not guarantees, but gives more certainty at the end of the games and the kicking team is one of the X factors for me mm. with special teams. It's just a little unproven. Um, I mean, we got transfer in and we got guys who can boot it, but it's just unproven. And that kind of scares me a little bit. That's Not fair. a little bit, a lot, because come down to it, uh, field goal to win it in the big house or just anywhere in the Big Ten, if you need that, it was really nice to know you had big booty moody who could knock it in for you. And we don't have that this year. Yeah. 
Forty Niners do, and he just had a game winner in preseason already. Did you call him Money Moody or Big Booty Moody? I believe I used both terms. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, that's that's a fair assessment. I think I'm still putting my money in on the over, and I I think eleven one has got to be the floor. Let's go. Um, so this is kind of the right, oppo- it. this is the opposite of Cody in years past. Cody in years past has always been very reserved because he does not want to get his heart broken, and he knows that the ceiling is there, but he doesn't want to be the guy that says, "Okay, I think we're going undefeated," and then all of a sudden we we get squashed by one or two teams. I I, I hate being in that place, and so I just always wanted to be cautiously optimistic. But the only two teams that I see us having really significant issues with if we are able to actually truly have a balanced offense um those two teams are obviously penn state and ohio state if our I, offense does what it needs to or i, I take the over 100 percent okay. because like if we when we get to these points in the season when we're doing a matchup preview against michigan and penn state michigan and ohio state i'm gonna go michigan quarterback better michigan running backs better and here's michigan the thing line better defense better happy valley Hardest place to play. Exactly. Hardest place to play. It's no joke. I'm not um, trying to overlook that in the slightest, but if there's a team that's built to survive in a hostile environment, it's Michigan. We look at tickets for that yet? <laughs> we have not. Uh, it's not a night game, which I think... I don't care. I wanted to go to a, a night whiteout, but... Let's go. Can. Let's do both. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right. <laughs> Yes, that is on my list. At least one point in my life I need to experience uh, that atmosphere, but particularly the whiteout atmosphere. Um, I'll just say this. You know, Penn State talked a real big talk last year, and, uh, you know, we showed up and laid the smackdown on them. They're looking to be an improved squad this year. At least that's what I'm told. I don't care. I still think Michigan gets that win. And then we got Ohio State at home. And so that game... Uh, you still can't overlook that game. Obviously, it's Ohio State, and that is going to be a fantastic matchup. But I think we have all the momentum right now. And so if I have to pick between the two teams, I'm picking Michigan. Yeah. Yep. I have just one stupid thing to say. Uh, Jaron, I'm going to hit the mark clip right now just so it tells me. So we can come back to this, and I can post it just for you. I... I know that Michigan's offense can be pretty dull sometimes in the past. And like when we played Washington that one time, it was just, they ran it like the whole game this year, two of the best players on the team are all American caliber running backs. And I almost feel like if we ran the ball every time, it's almost exciting, which I'm I'm also saying, I don't want that to happen. I want J. I'd like JJ to threaten thirty touchdowns this year. I think that would be sick, and he's capable of it. Um, that's, I think, would be the Michigan season record. Uh, wouldn't it be like twenty? Some twenties. It's something not high. Twenty-five. I, that's what I'd like to see. But at the same time, like if we're shoving it down someone's throat with Blake Corum and Edwards, and they're just trouncing them down the field. That's going to be really exciting to watch, too. And Blake Corum has a chance to be a Heisman candidate. He could have been last year without an injury, and we know what he can do. Donovan Edwards, we saw what he can do when he was hurting, and he's one of the most explosive backs. And just to see what they can do out of the backfield, I, I'm i having this discussion, and you know how much I like a balanced play, playbook with this Michigan team. 
And that makes me a little worried that the coaches are going to see that too and be like, oh, we can just pound it on anybody the old Michigan way and win. I hope they've learned from the playoff stuff as well. But there's Uh, that part of me that I'm going to enjoy watching that as well. So the run game doesn't have to be boring because if – I actually really enjoy a well-executed run, but the run it up the middle multiple times, like you have Blake Corum and Don Evers have elite quickness and speed, so have some outside runs, you know, run a counter play. Run even – I like jet sweeps quite a bit. Uh, We saw the Roman Wilson jet sweep helicopter touchdown against TCU. Um, (laughs) But to maybe help some of your anxiety there – Multiple times, Harbaugh has declared that J.J. McCarthy is a generational quarterback. Generational quarterbacks are not meant to just hand the ball off. I think they want to unleash him a little bit more this year, and it's going to be up to him. Like I said, that video that I watched today that was the lowlights of the passing game, J.J. missed a lot of passes last year. He's got a lot of ways to develop. I think a big part of that will be fixed with a full offseason of work Last year, he didn't get that with his shoulder issue and uh, just another year of experience. So if if they give him more reins, it's up to him to execute. And if he does, I think they're going to keep keep piling on. So a balanced offense will be good for both the passing and the rushing because I don't want Blake Corm to get run down. I don't want Dom Edwards to tear another patellar tendon or break a hand. <laughs> keep your guys fresh and step on the throat. Well, if we're putting any stock in the praise that Harbaugh gives his players, we also have <laughs> apparently Cooper Cup in our receiving core that has still yet to be unleashed because uh, we are not giving him any receptions. Don't so you just wait. talk? Don't talk down about the banshee, Peyton O'Leary. He is going to go off. I like Peyton as O'Leary. Wide receiver four or five. This year. <laughs> If you I like Peyton four or five. I was going to ask you: Is that your receiver you're in love with? It's not. Is that your boy? It's not. <laughs> no, because he didn't play last year. <laughs> my boy, Peyton O'Leary. He is my boy, though. I do love Peyton O'Leary. He looked good in the spring game. Yeah. So who knows? My man is six three, white as a ghost, and he is ready to come for your souls this year. Watch out for Peyton O'Leary. Can we talk we're about? Sure, we're sure he's not a tight end, right? Yeah, he kinda, no, he's not. He's he, not heavy enough for that. Uh, can we talk about Wolverine for it? Yeah, is yeah. That a yeah. I'll let you go first, Brian, because I feel like you've been excited about this. So we always naturally do this uh, every year. We kind of just gravitate to one or two players. I remember a few years back, before he even made the switch to defense, Cody and I were in love with Mike Saner. Still, mm-hmm. we called oh, him Sandshrew. I don't know why. And he was our boy. And he would (laughs) get like four or 500 yards. There it is. (laughs) He was not amazing at wide receiver, (laughs) but we loved him. Last year, I think all three of us really gravitated towards Iabioki, who did not play very much. (laughs) But we We were excited about what he could do. If he was on the field, we were pointing him out. He got the people going. Well, he stood like two feet over everybody else. You couldn't miss him. That's what a oh, he almost like. got him. He almost got him. <laughs> I don't think anyone has got as many almost sacks as Iabioki last year. So it's like having Godzilla year... on your team. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> this year, just like Mike Barrett in Columbus, Ohio, I want us to plant our flag on the player that we're claiming this year. So I've got 
quite a list. So if you want me to go first, I will, but I have options just in case. If any of us feel really passionate about one, we can debate it. Because, and... I mean, All this right. team's really likable. So My favorite player... But, okay, I love JJ, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. on the down low, my favorite player might be Roman Wilson. The, the flying Hawaiian <laughs> is maybe a true love. And when I was watching this highlight video... The amount of times Roman Wilson got behind the defense with his 4-3 speed and was 10 yards open and JJ somehow missed him, you know, overthrew him, underthrew him, just could not hit him in stride. And he finally did get in sync with him in the TCU game. Uh, the guy is a human highlight reel. When he In the first three games, he would catch passes and they went for, on average, like 30 yards. And I think that's something that could actually be a season-long occurrence if – he gets his chemistry right with JJ all accounts out of fall camp because Cornelius Johnson, uh, if you don't watch that, that video, because you <laughs> won't like Cornelius Johnson, but uh, Cornelius Johnson has been injured in camp. So Roman Wilson has been wide receiver. Number one, all fall camp and all the reports say that he's up to it and he's, he's been fantastic. So Roman Wilson's my guy. Uh, my, my hope for him this year would be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 900 yards and between six and nine touchdowns. I think that would be an awesome season, especially if his receptions are lower, because I think he's going to be the deep threat, not necessarily a possession receiver like Cornelius Johnson might catch more receptions, but maybe Roman's only got like 40 receptions and he still hits upwards of 900 yards. He would just be the bomb, the bomb threat. So, uh, Roman Wilson's my dude. He's my Wolverine. I'm planting my flag. When he takes a screen pass to the house against East Carolina, just think of me, and I will be <laughs> just in Nirvana, in bliss. I will literally be hovering above the ground because I'll be so happy. I feel like this is like a fantasy football draft. Yeah, so I'm like nervous. So you want to rock paper scissors for who goes next? I'll let you go because I got a few that I'm gonna snag. Okay. <laughs> uh then i'm gonna go with colson loveland mm, great pick great i think pick. he's in for a really big year yeah he is uh the guys that came ahead of him were talented and like schoonmaker got drafted real high and it's gonna loveland's fight gonna for a better. position in dallas loveland's way better yeah in my opinion his size his strength his hands um, Brandon and I are in a picture. <laughs> if you look in the background of Loveland's touchdown in the Big Ten Championship game, we're just arms stretched out right there in the background uh, with my best friend Colston. I think he's going to be in the end zone a lot this year. Mm-hmm. And when he's not, he's just a big fighter. And I really like that. My other option, it was on the defensive side, and he's a big fighter too. But I'm not going to go with him yet. I'll let Cody go, but Really like Colson Loveland. Yeah, so I am sprinting up to the podium to take Alex Orgy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the he's, kicker he's, <laughs> no, he's he's not going to be my number one. Um, but you know, I I want so badly. One thing that I've said that is also another really spoiled take. It almost makes me sad how much depth we have at quarterback right now because I want to see some of these guys in action, <laughs> and I don't want like to see them spend their entire career on the bench that's the beauty of a weak michigan schedule 
you're going to get to watch True. these guys play. True. Hopefully we see multiple orgies in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, orgies, uh, you know, his player comp for me in college um, has got to be Joe Milton. And Joe Milton's NFL comp is Anthony Richardson. So basically, Alex Orgy is going to be an NFL starter one day. Um, book it. But <laughs> you just watch that dude, and he he's a specimen. He is just a freak he's athlete. A he can chuck the ball a mile. But when we watched him in the spring game, I've said it before, he, he looks good. like his touch has improved yeah, leaps and bounds. Legit. He looks like he's ready to lead a D1 team as the starting quarterback. And so I'm excited to see him. Um, Obviously, probably won't Your see boy, him. Your boy, I wasn't joking about kick returning. Yeah. Uh, they literally said he's been practicing with a kick returning unit. Could you imagine <laughs> trying to tackle him with a full head of steam? That'd be terrifying. terrifying. That's, there Can you be imagine being from that, oh, that yeah. athletic? Oh, that yeah. you're a backup quarterback, and they're like, we just got to get you on the field. <laughs> so let's think about having you return kicks. Oh. Bonkers. Good pick code. That's a fun one. Yeah. Well, it's not my real one, because I can't believe Brandon gave up Sandshrew. Um, he's off my he's, list. He's mine. Uh, he's, he's my number one. He was my number one last year. You already mentioned it. I think I he mean, had the play of the year last oh, year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Defending that pass in the end zone against Ohio State, helping secure the dub. That dude is just the definition of work hard, don't quit. And uh, I love him for it. Yeah. And Sandshrew is just a heck of a nickname, even if it's just something we call him. <laughs> and it, we it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> this is also one of the beautiful things about this team is – None of us picked J.J., Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. I love and them all. It's not because oh, we I, don't love them. It's I think it, we're sharing them. They're, yeah, they're yes. everyone's Wolverine. That was kind exactly. of just like an unspoken rule. Like We, yeah. we, we understood. Our Wolverine. That's right. <laughs> uh, my defensive guy that I really liked, and I don't know if we're doing offense defense, but he's just second on my list, uh, Braden McGregor. Oh. Just okay. mostly out of sight looking at him he looks so intimidating with his arm sleeves and how big he is he's jacked out of his mind like he looks like if there's reports say that he's looking to be one of the the better defensive ends we can have there uh i'm excited to see if he is it's all hype right now but i just like looking at the guy because he's so intimidating uh as i'm excited to see him intimidate opposing offenses I'm surprised you didn't say, Trav, and maybe he's on your list anyways, but uh, Benjamin Hall being the one that yeah, Trav yeah. did the dirty work. He he scouted him out. He knew this guy was going to be special. Benjamin I mean, Hall should be my number season one. Season hasn't but... even started yet, but he's going to be special. I'm fully aboard the bandwagon. If you guys let me put him as my Wolverine next year, I will. <laughs> I think that's only fair that you could have early claims to that. <laughs> but he's still like, I love Benjamin Hall. I do think... I think he was only a three-star, but he's jacked out of his mind. He has tree trunk legs, and he looked really good in the spring game. And he's going to get a lot of reps this year. Um, And if he doesn't take over the big boy reps from uh, what's-his-face? Blake or Donovan? The the, the linebacker. Oh, oh, that's what you're talking about, Uh, be. He should. I'll be sad because Mullins all but lost that job to me last year. Uh, your McGregor pick is going to be, I think, a huge kind of like boomer bust. Not that he's would bust, but I think the position, the edge position, is going to be one of the biggest factors in Michigan's success this year. If they're just pretty good, 
then they might kind of have a ceiling as maybe a playoff participant. And if they are elite, then watch out. We could be talking about a national title. So yeah, if McGregor hits, it's going to be massive. I mean, we've, we've seen what it means for a team to have a Ojabo, to have a, a Hutchinson or even, you know, back further quitty pay. So yeah, love that pick. I'm, I'm curious if, if he even, you know, kind of takes the majority of snaps there because Derek more behind him is getting a lot of hype too. I think those two guys are going to be pretty, uh, pretty massive this year. Looking, looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking oh, at? There's a weird pulsing light on uh, Trav's handle there. We don't know what it is because it doesn't, it doesn't appear when we actually look at it. I can't oh, see my... anything, but oh. I think it's just, you guys... <laughs> it's literally the record blinking red light. Oh, you guys are saying we're dunces. recording. It looks like a floating orb. No, it seriously does. It's trippy. It's just reflecting in the window behind you. No, it's literally just what we see when recording. It's the blinking record red circle. Oh, okay. We're just well, like, idiots. Yeah, I guess there's but... no There's no saving it. Let's move on. It does look like there's something like maybe in Trav's yard or something. But yeah, it's it's weird looking. One of the uh, uh, I gotta st- shout out one more player. Yeah, go for it. Um, my my boy Rod Moore. Uh, some in the community refer to him as God Moore. Uh, some of you might be fellow God Moore disciples. Blessings, blessings. <laughs> I think he will be one of the best safeties in the country this year. I think his his pro comp that is very accurate is actually Brian Branch, who oh. is with the Lions, who is making some huge plays in the preseason and in, in training camp. So for Rod Moore to have that comp, uh, to be a guy that's going to come down, lay the lumber, but also get some nice interceptions. I love watching the way he plays. He's, he's incredibly smart and sees the field better than almost anybody. So I love Rod Moore and I'm excited to watch him this year. One of the storylines I think is going to be interesting this year is uh, the linebackers and who gets minutes. Uh, if you follow any of the transfer hype, uh, like Ernest Hausman, he's always like number five. He's in the top five of the best transfers of the off season. Um, and I don't think he's going to, he, he's fighting for starting time or even time. Our linebackers are deep. Yeah. He'll and, be in the mix, but that's just kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited about that. There's a lot of depth there. So I think our linebackers are something to be excited about with this team. I think um, Junior Colson might kill someone this year. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yep, me too. I, I, one of us probably should have picked him because he could be really exciting to watch this year as well. He is a monster. That that man is, he's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> we uh we got some meaty boys back there at the uh, at the second level, uh, really all around the field. Um, Steam's eating their protein, getting their burgers. Uh, and, and speaking of that, you know, <laughs> we should probably move on to our next topic. Uh, what are your guys' overall thoughts of Burgergate and just this whole fiasco that has been uh, really a witch hunt of really uh, absurd proportions given all the other uh, happenings around the college football sphere? Um, I think I'm making my thoughts on it pretty clear, but what are your guys' thoughts? Let me ask you guys something. You ever been pulled over by a cop? And uh, it was a I situation where they, they did not need to pull you over. And they're, 
they're just exercising a little bit of their authority. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've so, had. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I had. I had a few instances <laughs> like that, and that's because I was driving Boris or Becky. Yeah. Uh, um. So it was like Grandma's old car. It has slain <laughs> many deer. Uh, it's an, it's ancient. That thing was a boat. And when a cop saw that car, they thought that person likely has drugs. And yeah. so I would get pulled over and then they would see that I'm just like this, just nerd who clearly isn't abusing drugs and I'd get let go. So they, they would always give me the most bullcrap reasons why they pulled me over. And I never got a ticket. I had a cop behind me the other, like a few weeks ago, and I know that I had a taillight that went out. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to get pulled over. I should get pulled over. The taillight's out. Like, I need to replace it. Didn't pull me over. He <laughs> just turned away. I drive a nicer truck now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I want to say. If I was driving the old car, then the taillight was out for sure. I'm getting pulled over immediately. I want to say, like, the car I'm driving now still isn't that nice. But it's not Becky, and I have not been pulled over since. <laughs> and it's been several years since I've been driving Becky. Like, I drove Becky for a few years, racked up a lot of being pulled over. It happened several times and didn't get ticketed. Now I just don't even get pulled over. I drive a nicer car. <laughs> I got to just share one story real quick because you guys yeah. shared some. And it, just re- it actually jogged my memory. I was on the way home from uh, work after detasseling. And I used to drive an old 1996 Ford Explorer. It's not like the new Explorers. It's a very different vehicle. And it was a. It was about that brown one. No, it was it was green. green Oh, the green one. one. That one was even worse. Dar Dar, rest in peace, was the greatest car to to ever grace this earth. And uh, the thing is, is it wasn't a nice car. And uh, driving through Menden, uh, a cop pulled me over, and I knew I wasn't speeding. And I was fairly certain I had all you know good working lights, and uh, the the reason they gave me was my license plate was rusty, and I said, "Okay, uh, do you want me to replace the license plate?" And they said, "No, have a good day." <laughs> so <laughs> clearly, they wow. were. I was either matching a description or you know they were fishing for something. I don't know, but the thing is. When you have those interactions, you can you can tell what's happening. And if you just like <laughs> be the bigger person, mm-hmm. you can get out of it without a lot of damage. If you put a fuss up, you're like, I'm not giving you my ID. You got to tell me why you stopped me first. And then you're like, I'm not resisting. I'm not resisting. <laughs> you're you're going to end up in the back Easy. of a car with a black eye. Uh <laughs> the the point I'm trying to make is there are times that like I think it's honorable to stand up against corruption and there are times where you're just like it is not worth my energy and it's not worth me to fight this the the crap that the NCAA pulled to like get upset with Michigan over is very small potatoes buying a burger for a recruit is like nothing compared to giving them bags full of money, which is what Tennessee did and and got very little punishment. Uh, They had coaches that were meeting with players over Zoom calls during a presumed dead period, which is what Sharon Moore and Grant Newsom are going to miss a game for. Uh, These are level two violations, which are generally very small. And generally, they're not even going to miss a game. 
But Harbaugh <laughs> wouldn't admit to nothing. They showed him a receipt, and he said, I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, the guy just could not. He could not just say, you got me. I'm sorry. Like, I was speeding. I'll try to be smarter. Like, that's all you got to do, man. Like, I understand the your principles. But now we have a three-game suspension this year, and you're going to get suspended next year, too, and you're probably going to miss the Texas game now. I mean mm. – this is so frustrating that now this has to hang over multiple seasons. I'm so sick of it. The NCAA is a joke. But when people are emotionally immature, you have to know how to handle them and be the <laughs> adult in the room, even though the person with the authority should be also the adult. I'm just so frustrated. I wish it would just go away. And I wish Harbaugh would handle it better i'm very curious this three-game suspension is this something that harbaugh agreed to because he just said at big 10 media days he has nothing to be afraid of or uh ashamed of and he feels very strongly he wish he could tell all the details because he feels like he didn't do anything wrong and if he's agreeing to a three-game suspension they're literally admitting guilt so <laughs> i don't know what's going on I think it's stupid, and I. It might be a plea deal, though, because in the world of law and punishment, you don't well, necessarily have to do anything. Yeah, but it might be in hopes of getting less. Playing the long game, like maybe they, and that's what it seemed like they were trying to do with the four game deal with the NCAA. Well, yeah, but and... the NCAA was the one who rejected the four game deal. And I don't know. It feels like this is just something to try and put a bandaid on next year. They're like because. Three games is nothing this joke. year. Look it's at the three joke. teams we're playing, yeah. and you get like you're right back in for the Big Ten schedule. It's nothing. So as far as like it, it does something, it at least says, "Hey, we did something," but it does nothing. And so I don't care about this three game. I think it was probably smart to do something just to try and get ahead of it because literally, like, it's but like I a plea deal to me. Lost I don't... the ability to defend you yourself in a way because you've you're admitting guilt they they I don't legitimately said we are owning up to the mistakes that our athletic department made in a statement that ward manual put out that might not was it harbaugh's words though <laughs> well that's what i'm saying is this thing is like oh this is this, getting a little tricky because i don't think harbaugh would have said something like that no uh, this sounds like been the very adamant picture. that they didn't have sounds like the issues. bigger pe picture people said hey we need to do this i know you're <laughs> You don't want to, but it's just three games, buddy. I don't think <laughs> I don't think we were going to. He was going to be able to defend himself, anyways. I think that the NCAA is hell bent on making an example of <laughs> Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Um, and you know, you look at just the complete and utter like chaotic shift of the college football landscape with all this conference realignment and you know turning a blind eye to schools paying players. To make such an issue out of this, um, I don't. I don't think they're going to really care whether or not Michigan tries to defend themselves or they don't. They're going to punish them if they want to punish them because you don't dare question the NCAA's authority. <laughs> and I'm just going to go out and say, there's a part of me that that loves this because <laughs> I I hate He's the NCAA. Sicko. Yeah, I hate the NCAA. I love that Jim Harbaugh is you know he's standing his ground and saying. I don't have to admit anything. I didn't do crap. I'm not going to comply. <laughs> um, there's a part of me that loves it, but also like 
Michigan has had like a fishy past year. And <laughs> so <laughs> this, bad. This is a this is a, a almost like a turning point where people are actually kind of getting behind Michigan and being like, no, screw the NCAA. They NCAA sucks. Like Burgergate is the greatest name for it. Oh, love <laughs> too, it. It's that awesome. they can all the like get around this ridiculousness of a burger. And I know the NCAA says this ridiculous that it's it's not just about a burger. Yes, it's about Harbaugh being a doofus about not talking about the burger stuff and push-ups on a Zoom call and whatnot. But it is it's about a burger as well. And yeah. that just gives it so much identity. It's I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's kind of fun there, It's too. such small potatoes, but it's happening at such an opportune time with so much change happening, and the NCAA doesn't care. They don't care about anything else that's happening, and people are looking at that and saying, you know what, that's not right. This governing authority is washed, and we can do better. I don't know what the end like product of that could ever be, but if that resulted in the downfall of the NCAA, then I would be <laughs> I know, here for I, it. And I, I would get my college football game much quicker. I think you're also <laughs> looking at uh, the potential for Harbaugh to say, I am not dealing with this. Yep, that and scares we, me. As Cody opened a long time ago, and we probably need to get through this, Cody said something to the effect of, or maybe Travis said, in 2020, we were really dooming and glooming, and now we're back-to-back Big Ten champs, which in my lifetime of being a fan, you know, before I really was a fan, Michigan had, they won a national championship, and they were winning Big Ten titles, but when I started to actually pay attention is when the curse came upon us, and we started to suck. And so for me, this is like the, the highlight of Michigan football that we are in right now. And I'm not convinced that that continues without Jim Harbaugh. I think he's an excellent college football coach. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't want this to be something that he's like, okay, well, <laughs> this sucks. And I just had my best team ever. I'm going to go coach the Raiders uh, because the Raiders are going to be looking for a coach. <laughs> and uh, they like Jim Harbaugh. So ideally – I would hope that uh, whatever's being done is maybe encouraging Harbaugh to want to stay longer. I don't know. This whole thing is just so stupid. I hate it. I agree. I think we pretty much gave our predictions for Michigan, kind of, without really saying we gave your guest an 11.5. So you guys are saying 11 and 1. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm not saying 11 no. and 1. Which is fine. You, you were asking, haters. You were asking in the context of betting $1,000 on it. Yeah. That's an Which odds tells type me of issue. That you're fake fans. <laughs> yeah, that's an odds issue. I actually do <laughs> like them. I, I actually predicted them to go undefeated when I uh, guest appeared on the Casual Big Ten podcast, which is not something that I would usually do. I almost always pick a pretty pessimistic number for Michigan. I usually embrace the Iowa mentality. But this year, I'm higher on Michigan than I've ever been. So 12-0 I like, but it's so hard. It's so hard to go 12-0. And mm-hmm. I think that this is the best Penn State team uh, that we'll probably have to face other than the Saquon, Barley, Saquon Barkley year. And Ohio State's they're good. They're not um, maybe like a Urban Meyer type team. It depends what this quarterback turns out to be, but there's predictions that Ohio State's going to have about as many guys drafted as Michigan next year. So there's a lot of NFL talent. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go 12 and 0 as well. But I'm actually, I think Michigan prepares. They got Ohio State at the Big House. 
Penn State at Happy Valley's really scary. Um, but I'm not a huge I'm not as much of a believer in that Penn State team as the world is right now. They a lot of talent, but again, they got to they got to prove it a, a bit too. Um, and it's a lot of unproven talent except for their running back, running backs. A lot of talent there. Quarterback potentially it could be really good too. He was a high prospect, um, but it's unproven. And this Michigan team is proven, and they've been into these battles, and they've won a lot of these, all of them in the Big Ten the last two years. Um, so I'm more worried about a trap game happening this year. I don't know who I would pick to be the one that traps them. Not, <laughs> I'll save it. I'm not picking Michigan State to be the trap game this year. Uh, spoiler for going into Michigan State later, but there's some. There's some traps. Once you get out of the first three games of the year, it could happen. Um, this Michigan team is really good. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're better than that. But I, I was a, a clear little... trap. Last year, we should have lost to Illinois the game before Ohio State. Mm. This year, the game before Ohio State is Maryland, who we yep. already almost lost to last year. Uh, they have their senior quarterback in Baby Tua. And not only is it before Ohio State, but it's the game after Penn State. Who is unpredictable as all get out, by the way. Yeah, but he's also still one of Mm -hmm. the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. So I meant that in a a dangerous way. But yeah, he can go off for 400 yards. I wasn't saying we don't have to worry about baby Tua. I was like, he could have a horrible night or he could go off for 400 yards. Like, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yep, that game really scares me. Where is that game? At Maryland, I believe. Oh, because last year's was in the big house. I may be trying to go to that game. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Going all the way to college. So park. you're going right. to go to two Penn State games, well, <laughs> a Maryland game, and two, are we still on for Nebraska? To, I'm not going to Penn State's night game when they're not playing. And Minneapolis. Um, no, but I do want to go to Minneapolis. Hannah has an uncle and aunt that live in Maryland, that went to Maryland, that are season ticket holders to Maryland football games. And when I saw them last, they invited us over to go to a Michigan-Maryland game. Might need to do that. That would be sick. I'm not going to do it if they lose to <laughs> Penn State. I'll just be crying instead. i got to pull up the schedule again. All right. Uh, anything else on Michigan? We had a few other things, but... We went pretty long on that, and anything else, it's a long season. We can still talk about it in the coming weeks. It's just week zero, so we're going to pod next week, hopefully, and still get more talk about Michigan, Michigan State. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I just want to talk – I just wanted to claim my, my Wolverines. I got <laughs> Roman Wilson and Rod Moore, so you guys already lost that. That's a, that's a pretty – well, I don't know about that. I'm so right. happy. I think uh, I should have taken Roman Wilson just to spite you. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> just as soon as he said, "Let's pick our Wolverines." Roman Wilson, <laughs> my son. <laughs> we both should have. <laughs> no, my. I boy. love you, Cal. My let's son. Uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go oh, ahead and move on. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. <laughs> Shrek Four, I think. One of them. Yeah, there are. <laughs> All right. MSU. Let's move on to Michigan State. Preview their season. Uh, the outlook looks quite a bit different than what we just talked about. Uh, they're going through just different things. But again, it's the start of the college football. Upgrade at quarterback. 
<laughs> All right, that's the first thing. We have that on our list. Let's get, jump right into it. Peyton Thorne just named starting quarterback at Auburn. Um, Gonna cook. Actually, if you take a look at Auburn's schedule, <laughs> um, they are going to get roasted yeah. just week after week. I think I want schedule. Peyton Thorne to thrive at Auburn. Oh, yeah, I'll be cheering for him. Yep, 100%. Hard. I will as well. I think that one, it'd be hilarious. But two, it's a Big Ten guy going to the SEC. A Big Ten guy who struggled this year. If he can do well in the SEC, that's just kind Teach of a them our knife ways. in the side. <laughs> I also was a Peyton Thorne believer after his first year at MSU. I saw the cannon. I thought he had like a lot of potential, and then he really kind of fell off. And so I want to be able to put that more on MSU, just really struggling as a program, than him. Um, especially because, you know, you know, he was cast aside. They don't want Peyton Thorne. And he was cast aside for someone who... Is he him? Noah Kim? Yeah. Noah is, him. Is it Noah him? He's going to have the opportunity. Dope name. Noah Kim is a really cool quarterback name. Oh, yeah. Until um, he sucks. Has he been named starter? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> He's got to be. He's going to be, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, if he's really him, <laughs> he's got to start, right? Cody and I were doing some research together before we potted tonight on Michigan State. Um, they lost a lot, too. That's... I think Michigan State is going to be somewhat improved defensively. Offensively, I worry because their skill positions are rough. I mean, you lose Keon Coleman, which is just an absolute blow. That's, that's a liver shot right there. And... Uh, obviously, Jaden Reed goes uh, in the NFL draft to the Green Bay Packers. That's two awesome wide receivers, mm-hmm. and they're not being replaced with guys that I think are of that same caliber. No. And then, obviously, you're changing quarterbacks. Running back, you've been kind of in a downturn ever since Kenny Walker decided to float through East Lansing. Uh, I mean, that guy was unbelievable. So uh, He's a myth. The the guy I don't I don't know I feel like he might have descended from heaven for a year and then just ascended <laughs> back after a year he was unbelievable now floating around in Seattle uh, it's hard Still, to replace that sure. kind of production so offensively I think they struggle defensively I like their defensive line quite a bit and if you have a good defensive line you can hang in the Big Ten I think so, they're returning a lot of talent there I, I think returning a lot Kim of players is probably going to look pretty middle of the road because of the talent around him and he could make some really good throws i think he's gonna make some really bad throws and i don't necessarily believe in their offensive line so he might be pressured a bit i think they're gonna be a very mediocre to middle of the road big 10 team this year and they'll probably win a couple handful of games that are impressive and maybe lose one of those head scratchers i've got them right in the middle maybe six and six which beats their win total. You got them at six and six. Trav, I think. I, yeah. Okay. I want you. I want Brandon. I want you to count us off, and Trav and I both say our win total at the same time. Okay. Three, two, wait, wait. one. I, no, 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 no. On go. Because I. Or, so I, after one, three, two, one, bang. Yeah. All right. All right. Three, two, one, four. Three. Ooh. <laughs> I went through their schedule today. I thought you might do three, but I wasn't sure. The the game that I took away from them, 
I was at four when I first laughed when we were going through the schedule, and I laughed, and we didn't tell each other what we were going to do. Uh, I had it four, but then I was looking at it, and they got to play at Indiana after a grueling middle stretch of their schedule, um, and a grueling end of their schedule. That's mm-hmm. a trap game. And Michigan State showed how they do with trap games last year, uh, and I don't see the improvements to this team that would make it me confident in that. And so I'm not. I don't think Indiana is going to be a good team this year. That should be a win. They should be favored. Um, but yeah, do you have their schedule up? Yeah, I have them winning their first two games. Washington. This is Michael Penix's year. Uh, as Honestly, at East Lansing. I'm not looking over Central Michigan either. Actually, <laughs> yeah, Central Michigan <laughs> is a big dog killer. All these teams schedule them for the early season games. Yeah, they come out to play. So. <laughs> I, I still gave them the win there too, but oh, how that's why that I went be? with three because I think they're going to lose one of these games they should win, like Central Michigan or Indiana. Uh, but Washington, I that's have lost. L. Maryland, I believe in Maryland a little bit. I believe yeah. in Maryland's quarterback is better than any player on Michigan State's team this year. I think most MSU kind of personalities, or I don't know they, if you'd call them analysts, think that Michigan State will get like a close win in that one. I don't see it. I don't they, care that it's at home. Like, this is I, a game that Baby Tua thrives in against middling Big Ten. Mm-hmm. That's where he goes for 405 touchdowns. Yeah. And probably, maybe three interceptions too, but mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be tough. And then it's Iowa. I don't see Michigan State getting past At that one. Kinnick, yeah. That's tough. Rutgers, dub. that should be a dub. Uh, but still, Rutgers, never know. You never they, know. they steal a they, couple at least. They always steal something. Worst Big Ten <laughs> team ever, but they always steal something. But I'm giving it to Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State. I'm, I'm sorry, Michigan State. It's at East Lansing. That's big for this rivalry. And Michigan State always fights. <laughs> but it's gonna be. Uh... <laughs> I love <just> the. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, sorry, I keep cutting. No, in. it's good. Um, last year, I was like, I was a little worried about that game last year, just because like something always happens. Little did I know. Um, but I was just like, you know, it's never as straightforward as you think it would be this year. I'm not worried about that game in the slightest. At the same time, last year, Michigan, it was a boring game, weird game. Hated Um, that game. It was gross all around. Next one's against Minnesota at Minnesota. That's going to be a tester of what PJ flex going to do this year. If he's going to stick around in Minnesota, if they're going to believe in him, I don't know what to think about Minnesota this year. Um, I'm down on them. Yeah, but I'm also down on Michigan State, so that game is a coin flip to me right now, and it's at Minnesota. That's uh, one of those ones that I think could help them get to four, but they they got to get that. <laughs> Nebraska, <laughs> Nebraska coming to Michigan State, I think that's huge that it's at Michigan State, but also Nebraska's kind of the love of the country a little bit right now. I got now. Nebraska there. It's tough. Uh, that new old coach, love. new stuff, Just... but it's later in the season this was an early season game, I might give Michigan State the edge with the experience, not experienced quarterback, so maybe I flip-flop that, but that's going to be a good game. I'm excited to watch that. I got Nebraska getting the dub. But I got Nebraska o- getting the dub, too. Triple overtime. Then it's Ohio State. Uh, no comment, um, but it's... Indiana. Ohio State wins. Then Michigan State, Indiana. I think I should have gave... I think I went through that whole schedule and just went, oof, I'm scared about this, scared about this, scared about this. And then eventually I picked Indiana to be the game that they just kind of botched. Yeah. But if I'm just looking at that game straight up, I think I give it to Michigan State. It should be. 
but it's not straight up. It's sandwiched between Ohio State and Penn State. <laughs> uh, Ohio State, they are not even going to try. They're going to get housed in the first quarter <laughs> like they always do. And then uh, after that uh, Indiana game, it's Penn State. So that's that's tough. That's why I gave it to Indiana. But I do think Michigan State will be a better team than Indiana, but not the better team doesn't always win. And this, that's a beautiful thing about college football. And... That's why I have three, three wins. Um, that being said, a lot of people are picking them as a Big Ten dark horse, quote unquote. No, I, don't I don't know. That. I don't Not know where there's anything to give that hope, but there's hope that their record's a lot better than three wins. Because um, the, uh, there's beatable yeah, teams in there. Could be five or six. The yes. number I like is actually five and seven. I think that makes the most sense looking at that schedule. I just feel like. It just seems like in somewhere in there they're gonna get a win that's unexpected, and they're gonna get to six and six. And MSU fans have this unbelievable ability to find positives in really tough situations. Where a six and six season, they are going to, I think, be very happy with Mel Tucker. And I think anything below that, five and seven, unhappy. We're starting to feel some whisperings that he's not our guy six and six mel tucker is coming for the natty soon i six think and six, that's... mel tucker is going to a bowl game winning yeah. a bowl game oh that's going to be the whole talk michigan it's like six and six but we win our bowl games <laughs> that just makes so much sense michigan won a to me bowl game. if michigan loses you so know <laughs> loses a bowl I hate game losing bowl games in the national title and it's a good chart. and michigan state wins their last game of the year it's going to be a thing. And I think genuinely <laughs> Michigan State fans will find joy in their winning season uh, and their bowl game. So I think it's just that's how the universe works. So in my ex- existence, that Michigan State fans, they're due to have that little joy that will fuel them all off season. So <laughs> that's why I believe five and seven is the mathematic right answer. But the karmic right answer or like the energy's right answer is six and six because that means MSU is back. I'm also not trying to trash on them with my prediction. I just I put a lot of value on what is coming back. And if you got like a huge awesome prospect that's gonna come in and change your team, great. Uh they had a good recruiting class. I mean it was fourth in the Big Ten, twenty fourth nationally. That's okay. But I think it's actually solid. Oh yeah, yes. Sorry, real solid. I think that is solid as as well, and that is an X factor. But again, those are high schoolers. We've seen like that. It's a tough transition um, for most, for most, and it's an unproven quarterback position with a lot of lost lost talent on the offense. I just have a hard time. The Big Ten is good this year. Uh, Even what? Even these middling teams like Maryland has a quarterback. Who's proven? I give a lot of power to that, and so it's tough. I'm not. I don't want to crap on them, um, but if Michigan's uh, roster looked like this, and it was looked like this from what we saw last year, and I didn't see the nuggets of hope, there there are nuggets, but I would predict the same, uh, the same way Michigan wise. So that's just where the cookie crumbled for me. So, taking the average of our three predictions, Michigan State ends up with 4.3 wins. 
Uh, I'm going to round that down to four. Actually, you should round How? it up to 4.5 because that is the Vegas line. <laughs> wow, look at us. So well-rounded. Um, I'm rounding it down to four. Oh. <laughs> if, if Mel Tucker only manages up, four. Down. Well, here's the thing. If he only manages four wins... How hot is his seat? Uh, let's do a compa- comparison game with it. I would love to. Let us do how hot is his seat compared to a character of some sort, like a flame or a fire character. <laughs> fire character. Yeah. Like, well, I went the wrong direction with this. <laughs> but, uh... Cody goes uh, first. Screw it. So, uh... <laughs> I always thought the Pokemon Farfetch'd had a pretty fire design. Um, so I, I like it. That's right. <laughs> so he's a bird, <laughs> but like his weapon is like a, a green onion, yeah. and he whacks people with it. And uh, I think the actual plant changes depending on the version of the game, like you have, whether it be like blue or, or like not blue, but like a silver or crystal or whatever. Um, but I was thinking, you know. Is his seat warm? Is it cold? And I, I just wanted to talk Pokemon because it's been too long. And uh, you had maybe even mentioned a Pokemon in like your examples for what we could choose. And I thought, who's a Pokemon that you just like, you probably want to get rid of, but you can't. And I thought, well, the perfect example of that would be your HM slave. And Farfetch'd is a Pokemon who can use and cut, he can fly, and he just looks cool. And, you know, you got him on the team. You're kind of endeared to him a little bit. But, like, then you look at his base stats. He's pretty weak. He's not actually really good for much of anything. He has a decent attack. Um, you know, most other flying types are going to be a lot stronger than Farfetch'd. And, you know, that reminds me a lot of Mel Tucker <laughs> because, <laughs> um, you know, recent success has been lacking, um, especially when you look at his position group, the secondary um, calling himself a horse poop football coach. But you've invested so much in Mel Tucker. You've paid him so much. You actually can't afford to get rid of him. Much like your HM slave. You uh, you really can't get rid of that Pokemon, even though it's probably there's better options out there. I don't think that uh, Mel Tucker's seat is going to be very warm. I think he's still going to be with them for a uh, considerable time to come. I don't even know how much money he's still owed. But it's a lot. You can't just cut a football coach who is owed just dozens of millions. You just you just can't um, until, you know, he's been with you several years and you've cut down all the trees and there's just no use to have the HM slave anymore. Then you can finally part ways. But they have many millions still to pay him before they'll need to worry about looking for greener pastures. My uh, character isn't so much a character, but a location. It is the... Almogordo bombing range in New Mexico prior to when the Trinity test went off. Uh, it, when the atomic bomb was tested, this, this is where the atomic bomb was tested. And right now, it's not hot there. It's hot. It's it's the desert. But it's about to explode an atomic bomb. I predicted that they win three games. If that happens... Uh, Michigan State has billionaires who went to their school who will say, I'm tired of this. He can go smoke cigars by himself with his puppies, and they'll pay his 
his salary and get rid of him. Um, just like they paid it to bring him in. And that's possible because money is just out there now. People have big money and what they if they support, they'll pay it. If Michigan State only wins three games this year and they're going to end the year at best, the last three games of the year, one and two because it's Ohio State, Indiana, and Penn State. To be fair, the scenario is four wins. Uh, but I'm going off my prediction and how hot a seat is. All right, fine. And even four okay, Brandon, four Brandon wins. has to go down, though, because six wins, he's not going to be on like hot at all. If they win six wins, if that happens... Give him a raise. Then the atomic bomb, the Trinity <laughs> test, doesn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's still sitting in the desert, which is still hot. Um, but if it's just three wins, four maybe, uh, that Trinity test happens. Uh, so it's pretty hot for me. <laughs> and we've been all about uh, Oppenheimer. I had an Oppenheimer um, reference for if we were going to talk more about Harbaugh, but we never got to it. So I appreciate that reference. My my fire character, uh, and by the way, I'm starting to feel pretty um, self-conscious about my prediction for MSU because Cody's so low on MSU and he's been, he's had his finger on the pulse of MSU sports. So yes. starting to f- my he's confidence is waning uh, for predicting a bowl appearance. But if Cody is right and they're in that three to four win ballpark, my fire character for Mel Tucker's hot seat is from the movie, uh, the Hobbit, uh, Smaug, the dragon. There's a, a scene where Smaug takes Erebor, the Dwarfen Mountain Kingdom, and he enters the treasure room, and he just, like, buries himself in the treasure, <laughs> and he's literally, like, rolling around in the treasure, and that's what Mel yeah, Tucker's going to be, Great comparison. and, and er- he ends up staying in Erebor for, like, a hundred years or whatever, um, just, just literally sleeping in the gold, and I think that's Mel Tucker. I think he is hunkering down in his gold money room like Scrooge McDuck. And he is he's safe there. And the dwarfs aren't coming for a long time because it's too expensive. Like Cody, I agree. I don't think even a, a horrible season is going to budge him off of his mountain of gold. And he's going to hunker in. Like Trav said, he's going to smoke his cigars. Uh, he can light them himself. And that's that's my hot seat movie character is Smaug the Dragon, the great fire drake of the north. That was really good. Yeah, that was perfect. Hunkering in with his gold. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually one of those weird things. I, I noticed some scenes in movies that I really appreciate that I don't think people really care about. When Smaug is rolling in the gold, it just makes me really happy inside. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that about you. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of time, should we talk some Lions? Yeah, let's talk Lions. Last, I hope Michigan State wins six games. I like having Mel Tucker at Michigan State. I want them to succeed when they don't play Michigan. Um, so I'm not cheering against the. I'm cheering against the three losses, three wins. Um, but it's just a prediction. Good for you. Makes you a better man than I. I hope your prediction comes through. There is it's also something... the thing I hated to hear from Ohio State fans when Michigan was struggling. Yeah. When they were like, oh, I uh, want Michigan to be good so yeah, we can beat them. Yeah, like, we want this rivalry to be fun pompous. again. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like that. So I just well, did, and I apologize. <laughs> there is something to I'll be said. I'll make like, up for it. I, I, hate hate lose, I hope they lose every game. 
it, if perfect. they're at three, if they're at three and nine, the fan base checks out, right? So yeah, no one's going to yep. engage in any trash talk. There's really not any of that rivalry banter going on. Where if you're yeah. at six and six, they're going to be engaged still, and you can have a conversation with that MSU fan without them being like, "I just don't care about football." Uh, into the deep of November and maybe December. So there's something to be cool. said for just middling success is fine if they have that. Uh, one last bummer thing about the schedule for Michigan and Michigan State. So maybe this is a perfect transition because both of them. There's no Halloween hate week this year. The Michigan State-Michigan game happens earlier in October this year, which is fine. I just really enjoyed Halloween hate week. That mm-hmm. was just always really <laughs> fun to kind of dig into. And then it really exploded. So probably for the better. <laughs> That's uh, true. That like might the be... atomic bomb. <laughs> You're exactly. Us exactly. Like, Murphy eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was my Brandon. thousand yard stare that I, I can't pull gonna, off. Brandon's going to be in the sequel. I love it. Development of the hydrogen bomb. <laughs> All right, Code. That's my favorite character. <laughs> Why did his face look like it was melting off the whole movie? That man was made of claymation. I'm it was sure. Foreshadowing, Trav. <laughs> he might be. That's what. Something. That's what happens. I need Let's to look talk up a about picture. The <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, are these the highest hopes we've ever had for the Lions? Yes. Yes. And if these are the highest hopes ever, what is our expectation? What's our prediction? What are we hoping to see from them this year? Is it a playoff win? Is it a run? Playoff appearance? Where does that put us? I think minimum win the North. Yep. Minimum win the North. Yep. If you don't win the North, where we're at. If you don't win the North, look at us. Look at us. (laughs) Win the freaking North. Not even just the Lions faithful saying we're going to win the North. They are the betting favorites to win the North. That is insanity. We have never. It's just because, like, unlike Michigan, when we're enjoying it and like kind of nervous going in, Michigan's proven it two years in a row. Lions have never (laughs) proven it in. They've went, they've went, they won one playoff game in my lifetime in 91 hours. Yeah. (laughs) I saw a really depressing stat uh, the other day. It was the most random thing I've ever seen. I think it was uh, JFK has only missed one Detroit Lions playoff win. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's, that's the most random thing ever, but it's so sad. Uh, Yikes! So, so I think if we win the North, appearance, I'm not sure. That is yeah. a a benchmark that has never been reached. So that by itself elevates, I think, the franchise. And then at that point, you're talking about just I think contending in the playoffs. I think if you win one playoff game, that's like that's massive. I mean, because I've never experienced it. Travis hasn't experienced it when he was able to understand what like consciousness was um <laughs> so for us to experience that he hadn't for the first come online time, yet nope. <laughs> uh I, I i wouldn't know what to do with myself i really think i might kind of have a panic attack a little bit like <laughs> is this supposed to happen like we're allowed to go this far and then you might start to dream about like nfc championship super bowl like all that stuff becomes in the realm of possibility and i'm already kind of getting an elevated heart rate just talking about it (laughs) we're gonna be in a dangerous place yes and 
so I think you baseline start with the North. Then you start talk, talking about contending in the playoffs. Anything beyond that, I think you are um, you're, you're just kind of it's gravy. But so expectation win the North, hope win a playoff game. I would say so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fair. I and think... I think that if they lose a playoff game, you're allowed to be very disappointed, but you're still you're feeling like progress has been made. Winning the North feels good, but winning the North and it's it's like our March Madness talk about if you have a great regular season and then do nothing, mm-hmm. what would you rather have? A deep? Would you rather make the Sweet Sixteen and be a kind of a bad regular season team? It feels like that to me. And in this situation, I'd rather win a playoff game. Yep. Making the playoff as a wild card, like last year. Remember how excited we were? Like every game opportunity, and then it fell through on last the last week. But like to know that we had this chance to make the playoffs, I want that. That would feel like we're underachieving without the hype that this team has. But it's underachieving that I would accept if they make the playoffs and win a playoff game. It's almost like every game feels like a playoff game at that point. That uh, that level of excitement is just... I can only imagine what that must feel like. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> so, but it's provocative. Yeah. Um, the, it's just exciting. When you were just talking, introducing that we were going to talk about the Lions, I was just sitting here like, just, hmm. I was just smiling. Because <laughs> I'm so excited for a Lions season. And they get... The the kickoff game against the Chiefs, which that sucks, but that is also really fun. Um, even if the Lions lose that game, like the season's not over or anything, but there's hype that they could win that game. And we can talk about that. I think you probably predict they would lose to the Chiefs. But at the same time, the season is so exciting. We have players. We have a Pro Bowl quarterback. And we've got just <laughs> talent everywhere. <laughs> That's really a lot of potential. We uh, we picked our Wolverine. Do we want to pick our Lion for this year? Maybe just one. Does everyone have one in mind? Yeah, easily. All right, let's uh, count to three and say it. Yeah. One, two, two. three. Jameer I'm going to draw Okay. Yeah, that's a good nice. choice, Brian. I almost said Brian Branch, actually. I couldn't think when we were all saying it at the timing. Did Cody <laughs> say Malcolm Rodriguez? No. I said Jameer tri- Gibbs. Oh. I said Amon Ra St. John. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think as we were all talking at the um, same time. Amon Ra is going to be insane this year. Uh, and Put it this Cody, way. I'm glad that you picked Gibbs. I think um, that's hopefully going to be an awesome pick. Best wide yeah. receiver three in the entire league Gibbs. Uh, in Amon Ra. Um, yeah. Uh, not going to give any more attention to that joke of a show. Um, yeah, I I was skeptical of the Gibbs pick, but I don't want to be skeptical, so I'm doubling down on just the excitement for what he could offer, being kind of like an Alvin Kamara or, um, shoot, who's the Chargers guy? I'm spacing on his Echelar. name. Eckler. Yeah, like Austin Eckler type. Um, I also have him now in Dynasty Fantasy. Do you guys um, pronounce the second E in Eckler? Eckler. Yeah. I, yeah, I it's I think it's Eckler. Like, I say it. I, but I, I do it Eckler. But like you I do, do that it, I do it fast. Eckler. Huh, I don't. Interesting. Eckler. Right, continue. I don't know. <laughs> we'll ask him. Um 
I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I have him in fantasy, so I, I have to get excited. Like, I, I am just hoping that this dude is him. You got Jameer Gibbs in fantasy code? I, <laughs> I was able to pick him up. It was it's funny how that went down because I was just talking to these goobers on draft day, talking about how I was going to, you know, make some moves to get Bijan Robinson. Dynasty draft. Dynasty draft. Uh, even though I had the fourth overall pick, and then 30 seconds went by and he was taken <laughs> so I said, all right, I'm going to make some moves to snag Jameer Gibbs. And uh, Travis had the pick. Um, yeah, Cody so. was kind of joking about it. Yes. And I, I was another... bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> bored. <laughs> said, well, what would that look like? <laughs> One thing led to another. And it happened. It worked uh, out well I'm a big, us, I think. I'm a big Jameer Gibbs guy. Uh, I got him in my other Dynasty League. And I wanted to diversify a bit. Diversify those But assets. also, it was a good trade. So, yeah. good luck to you. Got your quarterback. Um, crazy physical specimen there. Could be really good for fantasy. He looks didn't... horrible in preseason Don't right worry now. about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You didn't have to spend a second I bought into the Joe pick. Milton hype. Richardson's going to be Dude, bad. Joe Milton is going to be him. Just wait. <laughs> but of the other rookies on the team, too. Exciting guys as well. Uh, at least through preseason, which I know preseason means nothing. The year the Lions went didn't win a game, they won, They went undefeated in preseason. Like, preseason is uh, – you get to see glimpses of what players can do, and that's great, but uh, it is giving some glimpses to some guys. Like Brandon mentioned earlier, Brian Branch, he's looking like he could be kind of a stud of the future. He's physical, fast. He looks like a great defender. Mm-hmm. Um, Very versatile, too. I love how he's kind of like a gadget safety. They can use him all over. Campbell looks like he's going to be a strong linebacker. He looks smart. The highlights I've watched of him, I know they're isolated, so I'm not seeing uh, bad highlights, and I'm sure they're there because they're there he's a rookie. Yep, get Malcolm Rodriguez <laughs> off the field. Don't don't need him. Yep. <laughs> you got Jack Campbell. But I'm really excited about Laporta, too, because I think the Lions... Sorry, we're being positive. ...could use... We don't have to be. Um, the Lions have had good tight ends with Hawkinson. And getting rid of him kind of hurt, and they like using him. Laporte is good, and I'm excited. Oh, he's going to be fantastic. Them. I'm excited to see them use him. I Brand, can't wait to one? to bet Laporta game one anytime touchdown. He's hitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. I love that. Against the Chiefs. In. Yeah. Ah, uh, love it. I love it too. Travis Brand, Kelsey, who? <laughs> <laughs> were you the one I got a Hutch jersey? Yeah, I'm okay. so excited to start wearing it during the I, season. I'm glad that he's your lion for this year. Yep. I love him so much. Oh, uh, yeah. I think he's Can't incredibly like underrated somehow. I don't understand it. Uh, I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Cody mentioned... Uh, I, I don't well, know he's not as good as Thibodeau, Bran. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of the, you know, taking Malcolm, Malcolm Rodriguez off the field. So... This is kind of a hater's position, but I'm in a great spot here because I had some pretty harsh takes about the Lions draft. So if the Lions are great this year, I'm going to be so excited. And if they disappoint, I got a lot of I told you, you so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. come on, guys. <laughs> this was the draft to get you over the hump. So yeah. uh, it, I really almost can't lose. I'd rather that, that the Lions don't lose, but if they do, I can say I told you so. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah. Pretty, and get ready. Pretty over here. I'm not. I'm not ready to open my heart fully, because I've been excited. You know how excited I've been about previous Let the Lions, Lions seasons. I have in the past. 
and it broke in my heart. And you guys told me how stupid it was to believe in them. And who's this telling you stupid now? You guys. And I love Not right this. now. I said right now. Me. <laughs> your your own self-doubt. <laughs> I, I'm in on the Lions. Cody's in. His players, Jimmy or Gibbs. He's kind of the in. North is ours, and at that at that point, we just have to you know game at a time. Cody's I, concerned. Cody was uh, you know throwing on the excitement. I do not think we are a deep team, and if we get battered in the slightest, we are going to have a tough time finishing out games, especially on the defensive front. Um, that defensive line, specifically the interior defensive line. We did not do much to adjust that this offseason. I think that was our greatest area of need. And we said, You're not a Broderick Martin stan? (laughs) No. I'm not. Honorable mention, All Conference USA? Come on, Code. (laughs) With the worst measured, like, combine stats. Like, I forget the scorecard I was looking at. He was just in the red on everything. Yeah, it's pretty red, his his Raz score. But But you know uh, what? Run stuffer. Yeah, if you can play. I don't care. That's why we got Brian Branch to drop to where we got him. I'll never have as much insights as those guys do making those decisions. I'll never claim to. You might. But you... <laughs> <laughs> that one was a head scratcher to me. <laughs> I, I just I just got to say that. We traded up several spots to get him, too. And it seemed like a everybody lot. else in the entire league was pretty content to, uh, to pass on him up to that point. And there were some very, very in- talented interior defensive linemen that... Uh, we had a chance to grab, felt we didn't need to. So, um, what is there? Cody, you said depth. You're mm-hmm. scared of the depth. Depth and defense. Depth Our and defense, defense is still going to be bad, I think. Secondary, much improved. Um, on That's why starters. I think we lose to the Chiefs first game, where even if our defense is much improved, uh, it doesn't totally matter if you're much improved when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes. I said yep. secondary. Secondary much improved. I think D-line is still going to struggle. We we need like a premier talent to stack next to uh, to Hutch, so that way they can't just absolutely um, you know double team him every single play. But then also you pair that with having a weak interior line. People are just going to run through our teeth just like they did last year, and I hate that. You have to be able to stop the run. There there is a team in the north that I'm scared of, and it's the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, Should it even, be? I think I think so. Um, not because I don't think the Lions can't beat them; I, they for sure can. But the Vikings have a lot of talent, um, especially offensively. I think Kirk Cousins is a little bit underrated, and the Lions Vikings is probably not going to be a primetime game. And if it's not primetime, Kirk Cousins is elite. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It could be a primetime game because I think both teams are going to have a good year and it's going to have a lot of value towards the playoff picture. That might be a primetime game. And if it is, put $1,000 on the Lions. Um, but they scare me a little bit. But also they are – the Vikings are a team that is potentially in the market for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, what? That's for real? Scare- the Colts just opened up the uh, – they gave him permission to seek a trade – and he's a, they're at least a team listed. You know, that's all hearsay, so it doesn't matter. I don't but, see that one happening. I don't happen. see him getting traded to anybody until midseason because the running back situation with the NFL. 
Colts are going to ask a lot, and mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to give a lot, even though Jonathan Taylor, I think, is legit. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor, people are saying the Cowboys, too. But, anyways, Vikings scare me a little bit. Jordan Love, I'd be more reports, afraid of the Packers. The reports out of Lambeau right now are saying Jordan Love's been looking pretty good. And they've been joking about Aaron Rodgers' uh, athleticism, saying we finally have a quarterback that can move out of the pocket <laughs> and can run, use his legs, uh, which I think it was kind of a joke by an uh, offensive lineman who likes Aaron Rodgers and jokes with him. But it's true as well. Um, and the Packers have a track record of flipping the guy who takes over for a Hall of Famer into yep. a Hall of Famer. <clears throat> so Jordan Love has had ages to be nurtured under a very good quarterback. I've been watching Hard Knocks with the Jets, and Aaron Rodgers, whatever you think of him, he's a really good quarterback. Yep. So I hope Jordan Love sucks because I don't want that happening to Green Bay again, and it'd be nice if they suck for the Lions, but I don't see it. Then I guess I'm just kind of going through the NFC North real quick. Justin Fields is not – he's not here. He's not him. Uh – he is in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't fantasy. I drafted Anthony Richardson, and I think he's going to suck before fantasy because he can use his legs. Uh, that doesn't win you games all the time. He ran really well against the Lions, and they lost uh, last year. So Justin Fields has got to prove that he can throw the ball in the NFL. I think he is a good potentially going to be a good quarterback, but he's got to prove it, and I feel like people are treating him like he's made it already because he can run for 1,000 yards. Um, well, that's great. You're a running back. Uh, <laughs> do you got to do more? And I think he's capable, but he hasn't done it yet. So I'm not scared of the Bears yet. So, Anything else? All that said, <laughs> what do you guys have as the Lions' win total for this year? I got them ten and seven. That's where I have them as well. Win in the North, though. Getting mm-hmm. that playoff spot. Just enough. 10 and 7 is great. I did this a few, like when the schedule first came out, and I had them at like 12, 13 wins. Love it. <laughs> Love it, Trav. I know. I know. It's not realistic. I never saw that is one coming it, from you. But is it, though? <laughs> yes. I'm sticking with 12 wins. Forget it. 12 wins, Lions. Okay. Win in the North. And then. Losing the first game of the playoffs to the Cowboys. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that hurt legitimately. <laughs> Good. I'm sorry. That was actually pretty hard. That's just my pain coming out, Code. Because I've lived through that moment where the Lions legitimately sucked. were the better team of the Cowboys. They beat them. And the NFL said, no, you don't get to beat the Cowboys today. And I, I'm scared that could happen again. Garbage. NFL so, officiating, so so fixed. As long as we don't face the Cowboys or the Eagles or the 49ers in the first round, the Lions have a good shot. Good. <laughs> to win a playoff game. Right. right. Thanks for talking me back into 12 wins, guys. I would have regretted. We needed that. Yeah. Sorry about the arm. <laughs> It's, it's really, really too bad we open up against the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of enthusiasm might be shot week one. Ask, ask the golf question. I hate this question. I know. 
but <laughs> if Goff gets a playoff win, is he a better Lion than Matt Stafford? Yes. I say no, but... I say I, no as well. I'm open to it. Stafford was... I think Stafford's elite. Goff, I don't think, is an elite quarterback, but he's very good. Better than most give him credit for. Stafford I, never won a playoff game. But Stafford never Stafford had Stafford won team. a Super Bowl. Stafford had He talent. proved once and for all that it wasn't him and that he <laughs> is him. All he needed was the right supporting cast. You put Stafford, like prime Stafford, on this Lions team. Oh. You guys also have never bet that a Stafford-led Lions team would have a winning season, I don't think. No, never. <laughs> never. That's a fantastic point. That's, That's a fantastic point. But I still give Stafford uh, the nod. If if Goff wins it, the it's kind of a checklist. If he wins the division, that's awesome. That gets him up. If he wins a playoff game, awesome as well. But to every other team, it's a playoff game. Whatever, whoop de do, and that'll be a whoop de do to us in the future as this team continues to grow. If if he wins the NFC, uh, he's the best Lions quarterback. It's similar though to like the uh, JJ versus Cade conversation we had a while back. Mm. You know, mm. Cade won the Big Ten, and we're like, "Look at that! Yep. You can't dispute that." But then you look at JJ, and you're like, "Well, look at all the talent that he brings to the equation, and also how good was this Michigan football team?" Yeah. And now we're really blessed in that you know JJ has a fantastic unit he's rolling out with, but that wasn't the case with Matt Stafford. He didn't have that luxury. I mean, Stafford had some luxuries, but I can think of one particular. It takes a team. I've been thinking nice about this a lot lately, had. with like how valuable the quarterback position is, especially in college football, because there's a lot of teams coming up with new quarterbacks. And, like, how valuable is that when your team is really good? I think it's still really valuable, but if your team is really good, you're still going to win a lot and could win everything. Um. So yeah, it's it's interesting. But we were also, never able I... to run the ball with a Stafford uh, Lions team. It was just give it to Stafford and chuck it 55 times a game. Yeah. That was the game plan. Or hand it off to Javid Best, Reggie Bush. Uh, I, I think Reggie Bush actually had a 1,000-yard rushing year with the Lions. But you, you, you give Stafford, Jamal Williams getting 17 touchdowns or however many he got. <laughs> yeah. Just ridiculous. Have amount. one of the best offensive lines can you imagine Stafford with the best offensive he line? He never had a good you know offensive what? line. We did we did get to imagine it because he won the Super Bowl in L.A. and he had a good <laughs> offensive line. He was murdered in Detroit. Dude, yeah, but half that, a second to make every throw. That Rams team was so stacked. So uh, stacked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where I think you're, you're pretty safe to say that Stafford wasn't like – the best player on his team where he was the best player on those lions teams and he Shut was up, kind Brian. of dragging them <laughs> along with him. Um, that's one of my favorite. Well, he wasn't the best player. Calvin ever. Johnson was the best player. That's but, right. Yeah. Uh, that, the, the Stafford super bowl is one of my favorite betting moments from us. Because <laughs> when the Rams won, Brandon just looked at us with a smirk because <laughs> it was a close, like it came down to the wire. And then when it, they won, Brandon was just like, <laughs> I forgot about that. That was hilarious. Yeah, I didn't really share any details with no, us, but that was funny. Yeah, you wager too much money, it's a good idea to maybe keep that under wraps in case things go go south. Uh, that was a uh, tight matchup. It was. There was just no way with that Bengals 
offensive line, they can't block Aaron Donald all game. And they couldn't. Uh, They almost blocked him just enough. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, though, if Jared Goff is able to win a playoff game, I – like, honestly, I, I think Matt Stafford's the better quarterback. But to me, that makes Goff instantly the Lions' goat because winning a playoff game to me, this is where we are as Lions fans. It feels like the holy grail. Like, is it real? Maybe. I want it. I want to drink from that chalice. So, yeah, if Goff takes me there, I will bestow all honors upon him. Uh and I, I won't be a hater, that's for sure. I'm standing my ground. If he doesn't, though, this year, like, I'll probably, probably trash him pretty hard. <laughs> There's not a lot of middle ground. <laughs> no, Goff doesn't have middle ground. Which make, it, There's a lot riding on the season. There's no middle ground. <laughs> which is exciting and scary place to live, but oh, I'm loving it. Sure. Well... I think that about does it for football our... season is here. Football is back. Week zero this weekend. Football season. Episode 100. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of it. Drop us your spicy takes in the Discord. Let us know your win totals for Michigan, Michigan State, and the Lions. Who's your lion? Who's your wolverine? Let us all know all the hot takes. And we'll, of course, be here for all the spicy Week Zero action as well. College football's upon us. NFL is soon approaching. Oh, it's so good to be back. Oh, thank you for being a part of this with us. You guys have a fantastic night or morning or whenever you're listening. Keep it classy. Oh. <laughs> I'm cutting that out, right? <laughs> I don't know.